Vikings versus Lions. Good morning, Galahorn. You know what? It's the week we go hunting lions. Detroit lions, that is. <laughs> Bring in the guy. Minnesota Vikings versus Detroit Lions preview show. And as you can see, I've got my safari shirt on. Why? Because we're going to go hunting lions. We just thought you were a nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like uber nerdy, man. Seriously. Hey, hey. It's, it's the way to go when you have to go hunt lions. You don't okay. have a hat that goes with it? That would really make it complete well, with those well, safari hats. camo hats, but I don't need it. You gotta talk uh, actually, to I had a fedora once that would have gone perfectly. But we're here to talk Vikings football and them going into Detroit to defeat the Detroit Lions. How are you guys doing? Drew? Beautiful, man. I'm doing beautiful. Two in a row. We're on a, We're going for three in a row this week. Ted, how are you doing? If I was any better, I'd be against the law. Let's yeah, this now we start the show. Cue the music. <laughs> All right, good. Billy Ocean. Okay. All right, we come off a week where the Vikings were rolling. They were hot. They did probably the best game of the season against the Eagles. This is the time of your life. We're now rolling into Detroit. Ford Field, which is indoors, like I've said before, which plays to their strengths. It's on turf, climate control, beautiful. But they're going against the Lions that got screwed on Monday night. How do you guys think this is going to go, Ted? I think offensively the Vikings should be able to keep doing what they're doing. The, the, the Lions defense... Ugh. Isn't really all that good statistically. They they really aren't. I, I drew Drew will probably get into the numbers later, so I'll, I'll I'll let him break the numbers to us. But I I think the Vikings can have a lot of success, both running and throwing the ball, and and as well as they, and as well as they have done that the last couple weeks. As long as they can convert when they're in the red zone, which they're a pretty good team in the red zone. The Vikings are this year. I think it'll be a pretty good day, but. You know, in recent then again, in recent years, Detroit is a is a game. It's it's not a gimme anymore like it was back in the day when we were growing up. Detroit's a good team, and and look, they took Kansas City, they took Kansas City the final gun. They should have won at Green Bay. They got royally screwed, like you said, Dave. Yes, they did. Um, but but then again, they're kind of a, a Jekyll and Hyde team like the Vikings are because they had that horrible tie against Arizona in week one, where they were up big late, and then they choked it all away and, and ended up with a tie. And then um, – And as Vikings they had, fans, we know about choking. Yeah. So, I mean <laughs> – Yeah. Uh, you look at their roster compared to the Vikings, their defense is pretty good, but I think offensively the Vikings are better at almost every position. Maybe. Maybe. 
position. A couple positions on the line, I think I'd probably take a couple Detroit players. But I, I, I like – this seems on paper a very, very favorable matchup for the Vikings. Okay, they play a traditional – traditionally a 3-4 defense. It's more like a 3-8 defense. They're about opposite of what we saw last week where their back end's better than the front end. Um, but I agree with you, looking at that defense, the Vikings' offense should, if Stefanski and Kubiak keep scheming the way they are, have their way, whether it be in the run or the pass. Now, what helped last week was that Philadelphia wanted to take out our number one asset, which is the run game. So they loaded up the box, eight in the box, eight in the box, eight in the box. And we had linebackers that would come and suck in and bite on just about everything, which allowed our offensive linemen to focus on the the rushing. And then we ran more play actions because of that and caught receivers wide open downfield because you had the one safety up and the whole works. Now, whether Detroit plays that, we don't know if they keep – favoring the backfield for Diggs and Thielen, then they're going to get burned on the run game because we're going to pound a rock. But if they come up in the box like teams are wanting to do because Coach Zimmer established we're a run team first, right? And that may be a psyops type move. Then we're going to burn them over the top. So it depends on the play calling. And I think it also depends depends on one other thing. If Kirk Cousins comes out hot, if he comes out and gets in his group, some quick passes to receivers, he tends to play better. He does that, I think we roll on Sunday. What do you think, Drew? What the hell is a psyop? Psychological operation, baby. Okay, fine. I think uh, this does, it's very similar to last week. The difference is with this team, is that Philly was number one against the run, and they were 27th against the pass. The Lions are 28th against the pass and 27th against the run. So they're equally bad on both sides of the ball. And they only have 10 sacks all season. Granted, it's one less game, but 10 sacks is not a lot of sacks. And as you've seen against that team from Wisconsin, they don't put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. At least I didn't see a lot of it, which that should fare well for us. Uh, again, I, I agree with Ted. I think we can roll in this game. The only thing that's going to beat us is turnovers. And penalties and our own mistakes. But defensively, the Lions are worse than the Eagles. They're 29th in the league in defense. There's not a lot of teams in the league. I think there's like 32. <laughs> so, and, did you guys know we were 23rd in offense going into the Giants game? We were 18th going into the in offense going into the Eagles game, and we're now 11th. Wow. In so total offense, really, in two games. Yeah. In just a matter of those those two games, I wanted to throw really? that in there. That was my cool stat of the week. We moved up from 23 to 11 in a matter of two games. I, I did say, to, to piggyback on that, I did see where, uh, I think it was Chris Thomason tweeted out, uh, Pioneer Press Vikings beat reporter, tweeted out that the, the last two games were the two most productive back-to-back offensive performances in the Mike Zimmer era in terms of total yards, I believe. Excellent. That's good. That's so you throwing out some stats there, brother. I just saw it right before we right before we came on. You know the difference of this this Detroit team. I think they're a lot better than their two 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 and one record, 
as Ted mentioned, it, it go, the games they played going so far. I think the difference of Detroit this year is they're plus five in turnovers, which always you know goes well for your team if you can be on the plus side. We're plus one, they're plus five. I think the difference is, and I don't know if you want to agree with me, every year I watch Matt Stafford play, every game of every year, he does a couple real bonehead things. Really dumb. Yeah, I, he does. It, yeah. He hasn't done that this year. No. A lot. He hasn't been making the big mistake that Stafford always, you know, he's always known for. We, we watched the games last year, our show before the Lions game last year. We'd say, well, it's probably going to be close, but Stafford's going to give us a couple give you giveaways. So, I, you know, not so to say that won't saying, happen. So what you're saying is he's due. That's exactly what I'm saying. He's been protecting the ball really well. He's been making great decisions. So when it comes in Sunday, he could, you know, if he makes seven or eight really bad decisions, they have no chance. Really, they have to play. They have to play a good game. Statistically, from the Drew computer, we should roll again this week for our third straight win. And we've beaten the Lions the last three times, which doesn't seem like a big streak. But the way things were going against the Lions, winning three in our row against them is pretty nice. Well, considering Zimmer's, if I remember correctly, five and five. Against them, he's yeah. five hundred. Yeah, and he lost his first two games at U.S. Bank Stadium to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always been a sore spot, I think, for Mike Zimmer. So, hopefully, he's over that hump. Yeah, I, I have a good feeling about this game if we can keep it in check and keep our composure and don't give the game away. I mean, it's let's face it, guys. This is if we blow this one, we're zero and three in the division. Then taking the division is going to be tough at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, talk about, you know, we, we kind of talk about must-win games early in the year. We, we've said the last couple. I think this is right up there, too, because you, if you go 0-3 in the division, you, you still have a legitimate shot at the playoffs, I think, but but winning the division outright with, with the Packers sitting at 5-1 and one and, right, and right. undefeated in the division, uh, that would be a tall order. I mean, I, I'm not, weird things have happened, but. But man, the the odds of of that Winning reversing course of what yeah would be would be hard. Yeah. Well, the good thing is the remainder of the year. This will be our third road division game, so the rest of the division are all home games from this point on. Still, zero and three is a tough hole to climb out of. It is. You know, I don't want to go down that road. So, but we all agree, don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we agree with, Safari Dave. Don't that lose. is the kind of serious analysis you get here at Good Morning Gallahorn, folks. Don't here's, lose. Here's our insight and breakdown. Don't lose. Call me Booger McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude. Don't hey. lose. Hey, it works. Whoever yes. scores for is going to win this game, Al. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you talk about stats. I look at some of the advanced stats. Right, I was I'm looking at look at the advanced ones. Those are for you, Football Outsiders. <laughs> hey, we talk about offense. Minnesota went from 16th last week to their no, ranked number five in DVOA, and Detroit went from 17th to 21. So you see that disparity. Then you get on the defensive side. Minnesota last week, they showed it four, dropping to six. That's because they allowed 20 points and a lot of yards. Detroit was at 12. They now stayed even at 12 after that Monday game. Still, what we, was Minnesota? They were four the week before. After they're, the, they're fifth uh, overall. And they're to sixth. 
NFL, they're fifth. So we're looking at a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. That should win us a lot of games. But first, they got to take care of business and win this one Sunday. Yeah, you know what, Ted, statistically, when you look at offense and defense, the Lions are worse than the Eagles. I don't know really how else to put it. I mean, they're, yeah. they're the, the Eagles. The Eagles had a better offense and about the same piss poor defense as Detroit has. But, but Detroit's offense is around 13th in the league, so they're not I, even I, the Eagles were. I think the Lions are better are, are a better red zone defense, and like you said, they have. I think they have more turnovers than Philadelphia does, which which probably goes into into why they're, you know, why why you could make a really good argument that they should be four. 4-0 and, I don't know, 4-1-1 one one or whatever, however many games they played. Um, well, at least 3-1. Yeah. At least. I, they, they just, you know, the, you, look, you look at their defense, but then you look at their results, man. They almost, they almost beat Kansas City. They should have beat Green Bay. That by rights, they – how are they – how is it that, that they're not winless with, with, with the defense that bad? I don't know. Has Matt I mean, Patricia figured out the golden – isn't that the coach's name? Yeah. He, Matt Patricia? Yeah. Sit up, sit up straight and respect the process when you that, say that. That one, that exactly. Sense. Figured out, finally, how to get that team – Probably just because it comes down to a couple big plays a game and they're not making yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, their defense tells me they, they kind of bend but don't break and they don't give up – you know, they don't – they'll give up yards between, between, between the 20s, but they don't – you know, you don't score a lot on them. So I, the Vikings are going to have to capitalize when they're in the red zone for sure. Their rush, their rush defense gives up 133 yards a game. Jeez. You got to feed Cook. You got to feed Cook. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, you know not, not that it's on par with this game, but I saw a stat yesterday. Did you know the Chiefs give up over 180 yards every week in rushing? Wow. Kidding me? 180 plus. That, that's got to be last of the week. We're gonna light them up, bro. <laughs> Madison's gonna have 180. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, what do they give up in pass? The Lions' pass defense is ninth in the. I mean, uh, 28th in the league. They give up 280 yards a week. They're 29, 20, 28th in the league. I mean, They're outside of Darius, 400 yards offensively. Yeah, they yeah. give up 413 yards of offense every week. Man. 280 in the air and 133 on the ground. Well, if, if so, we come out of Sunday with 400 and some odd yards worth of offense, we've had a good offensive day. You know what, David? Vikings come out clicking and they do the same thing they did last week. Then we'll then we'll have done it three weeks in a row. We can start possibly saying this isn't a fluke. Maybe they do have their shit together. Yeah, well, quite possibly. <laughs> quite possibly. Now we're all hoping it's not a fluke. We Hope they found that magic sauce that has made Kirk Cousins magic come out sauce. and play, you know, like he's played the last two weeks. Oh. 22 of 29 last week. Pretty damn good. Back-to-back 300-yard games. What, what the last time I saw, the, the last time the Vikings had back-to-back 300-yard games, I don't know if, if, if Cousins did it last year. He could have. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was like 09 with Brett Favre, that a Vikings quarterback had back-to-back 300-yard games. Mm-hmm. Just, you made Christian Ponder, did you? 
Dude, that's no. nuts, man. <laughs> that's hard to believe. I know. Uh, wow. Let's just let's just hope there's no implosion on our part this week because I think that's the only way the Vikings can lose this game uh, is by mistakes. And I know the officials are going to give them the Lions some calls because everybody feels like the Lions are owed something at this point. But you know what? Let sure that game, that was a bad call, but. That Jones guy dropped an open touchdown right in the end zone. That could have been seven for the team from Wisconsin also. There's a lot of plays to go back and forth. Yeah, that's true. But if we're up by 30, they can call all the penalties they want. It won't matter to me. But that, That's true. We just got to keep it going. Keep see, how, see if we're for real this week, baby. Now, I looked at the injury reports today. Yeah. Uh, for Detroit Lions, the only ones they didn't have practicing was Mike Daniels and Amani something like that. Awarae from okay. Penn State, cornerback from Penn State. And uh, for the Vikings, we didn't have... Look at that. Drew dropped with the pronunciation knowledge. Awarae. I appreciate that. Number eight on the Drew Big Board for cornerbacks, but that's another show. In the Vikings, <laughs> it was uh, Ben Gideon for concussion and Riley Reef for his ankle. Say Shirelles this week. I'm not going to stand for it. No. I'm not saying it. Riley Reef, come on, man. Yeah, he, remember. He missed, yeah, and Rashad Hill played outstanding good last week. Yeah, he, he did. Didn't and he did actually a single press really well. Yeah. You guys aren't worried about losing the left tackle? I am. Yeah. Well, that aside, I'm. Yeah, I am. So far this season, when Hills come into play, Hill has been the better pass protector than Riley Reef. And it, it's it's how he's built. He's got the longer arms. He can get back. Riley Reef's old. He's having a hard time doing a kick, step back, and getting back into blocking. He's he's literally not. Um, this is probably Reef's last season. So, Sorry. hopefully with Hill, we get the pass blocking. Problem with Hill is you don't get that run blocking as efficient as you do with Reef. Now, we'll see. We'll see. So- Sorry, I was thinking of Sugar Hill there for a second. Hip, hop, hip, 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 hop, and it don't stop. Sugar Hill again. Let's hope Sugar Hill has a good game. Sounds like he might be in there starting. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Remember Sugar Hill gang? Hip, hop, a hip, 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 hop, and it don't stop, a bop, and the bang, bang, boogie, to be. Yeah. That's it, man. Did you play bass to that at any one time? Hell no, I didn't play that music. I was all rock all the time, Dave. Black Sabbath. Well, I figure, but you know these lyrics from... Well, everybody can sure hell. I mean, come on. That was like the first rap band, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they were officially credited as being the first rap band ever. Before DMC, whatever the name of ever? Run DMC. Now we're getting into history. Speaking of history, Drew, have you got Vikings and Detroit Lions trivia? Are you ready for the trip? Let's go. Let's go. Like this candle. Your record's 19 now. This show, you have a possible 22, and then you have Ooh. a bonus of another 18 if you can get it. So, wow. Answers. Let's get right to it. This is going to test your mind, your brain, your reasoning, your wisdom, <laughs> your wit, and your understanding. Well, I'm hosed then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, Let's go. Call it. Trivia. That's my best Don Cornelius. Okay. 
Dave is your one-time lifeline, by the way. Okay. 1968 to 1974, the Vikings beat the Lions 13 straight times. In those victories, the Vikings played five different quarterbacks. You get a point for each of the five you can name. 68 to 74. Yes, sir. 68 would have been... You don't have to get them in order. Just name the five no, quarterbacks. Yeah, I know. I just, I gotta, I gotta try and think chronologically. So, Gary Quazzo at 68. Okay, there's one. Uh, Joe Cap. There's two. Now, keep in mind, this was all quarterbacks you played in mop-up time or whatever, not just the starters. Okay. okay. All right. There's, there was five who actually played, which is really weird for that that amount of time. Um, Parkinson. Yes, that's three of, three of five. Um, Hip. Stop, stop, I'm trying to concentrate. Um, uh, Sneed? No. Dave, Dave, you got a lifeline for me here? You get, you, you get your, Dave can be a lifeline on every question, by the way, but you only get one mulligan. Not that far back. Does not um, look up, folks. Um, Bob Berry? Yes! Four of five. Um... Damn, that's pretty impressive. Four or five. Bob Lee. Oh my God, you aced it. No, really? Five of five, baby. That's, dude. Thank you. You but rock, Thank you. Those rock. were the five quarterbacks you played during that 13, 13 games in a row is not easy to do. No, it's Ooh. not. Did you know nice if we did it again? Out of those 13 games, I think we held them to less than 10, nine times. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That was, that, well, that was the height of the purple people eaters, though. That's so. a stackgasm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> right. Number two, the Vikings and Lions, I hit you with this one every week. They played 115 times. How many times have the Lions won? There's your. There's your oh. Your I, okay, so I know yeah. how many times the Vikings. So yeah, they played, they played 115 times, so I'm going to give you a leeway of 10 on this one instead of one. I know the. So hang on, 85, 95. How many times? 30, 35. You win. 39. 39. You, got you got it within 10, so you get that one right. There's another point. Woo! Our time record is 74, 39, and 2. That's correct. And, and Ted's all-time record is 19. He's on 6, so he's moving right towards it. Moving on over. Rocking on over. Here we go. Piggybacking off, piggybacking off question number one, from 1986 to 1990, the Vikings beat the Lions nine out of ten times, which okay. is 90% maybe. I don't know. In that span, we had three different players play quarterback for Minnesota. What three quarterbacks? You get a point for each. From 86 to 90. 86 to 90. You know, 90. I got to study my 80s Vikings. That is my absolute worst period of Vikings knowledge because I just – the, the, what, the 86 to 90. To improve your knowledge, you'll, future, you'll know more about the Vikings. Eh? Wade Wilson. That's correct. One of three. Correct, sir. Um, no. There's your mulligan. Can't miss anymore. Ah. Two more guys. Tommy Kramer. Two of three, baby. He's on fire. Fyra. I'm going to say Rich Gannon. 
correct. Yes. 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 That gives you, damn, dude. That gives you nine so far. Whew. Okay, out of the 74 lifetime Vikings victories over the Lions, <clears throat> the most points the Vikings have ever scored was week 13 of the 2007 season. The Vikes won at home 42 to 10. Six different players, six different players rolled up 216 collective yards rushing. How, you get a point for each one you can name. Uh, how many players? Six. Adrian players. Peterson. Players. Yeah. Have to be running backs. Players. Right. Okay. 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 Adrian Peterson. 2007. And the most points was how much? 42 to 10. 42. What'd you guess, AP? Who else? A AP's my first one. Yes, that's correct. Chester Taylor. Those were the top two rushers that day. Jim Kleinsaucer. Incorrect. That's your mother. Really? Um, how, many, how many players total? Six. You got two of them. You got AP and Chester Taylor. Uh, let's see. I know you know the quarterback because you answered him last week. I did. <laughs> Tarveris Jackson? Yes. You're halfway home, Glover. Halfway, halfway home. Um. Halfway home. <laughs> for the day. So they probably did like some goofy wide receiver end around reverse that got a chunky yards. Two of the three remaining were running backs. Really? They, they had these a lot of running backs that day. Oh, um, oh, he was a kid. Oh, um, Seattle Faison. That is incorrect. Oh, you only yeah. can name. You used your mulligan. If Dave can name one, then you get credit for whatever he can name. And the year was? 2007. Was the Wizenator still on the team? No, he was not. No, he was not. Guys, the three, you got AP, Tavares Jackson, Chester Taylor. The other three that was combined back was was two full. Well, one was a tight end fullback, Jeff Dugan. Duggan. Right. Jeff Dugan. Moelde Moore was in on the. Oh, Moelde. How did I forget yes. Moelde Moore? And Tony Richardson was in on it. Oh, that's right. That was Tony's one year with Very the Vikings, good. wasn't it? Six players. Totaled up 216 yards. You got wow. three on that one, which gives you 12, I think. Now, but Drew, I call shenanigans. You said oh. that is the most the Vikings have scored against Detroit. Wasn't it? No, it was not. No, 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 no. The most in a win. Not We've lost and scored more, I think. No, that was, that's, the mo that's not the most in the win either. Well, shit, what was the most in the win? 1988, you had Bernsey coaching the Vikings. Was that the Thanksgiving game? That was, was no. November 6th. It was what was the score? Final score, Minnesota Vikings 44, Detroit 17. Jesus, you're going to call me on two points? Sit down, no, Safari. I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, we've yeah, had okay. two 40 burgers in the history. Now, yeah. Will we have three come Sunday? <laughs> I would love to see that. 
Question five. Let's go. You ready, Ted? Let's go. I'll give Ted another point for my shenanigans. <laughs> since, since Dave's keeping track. All right. Here we go. There's a defensive end who played for both the Vikings and the Lions. His initials were A-B. He played from Detroit from 78 to 82, and he played for the Vikings in 1988. His nickname was Bubba. Bubba? Antonio Brown. I don't know. Al Bubba Baker. Come on. Oh! Okay. I had to, you know, they get tougher as they go, Ted. They, they do. They, these are hard. These are throwing you out there any softballs like the Sugar Hill gag. Come on now. <laughs> okay, out of the six decades since these two have been playing, the Lions have only won, won the head-to-head matchup in one decade. What decade was that? Between 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and the 2010s. I'm going to say the 80s. Incorrect. The 1960s. 60s. Lions won nine nine wins to seven for the Vikings and two ties. That was the only decade that they got the upper hand on us. We've either won or tied all the rest. All right. Okay. You know we have a question about the other team right now. Yeah, let's go. All right, head coaches, since 1961, which is when the Vikings started in the league, the Lions have had 18 coaches. Wait, you're calling me out on shenanigans. No, 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 no. Back in the 60s, who was the quarterback? Of the Lions, at least the late 60s. Greg Landry. Greg Landry. Drew got it right. Greg Landry. What does Greg Landry mean to me? Old time fans will know. He was your coach or something, wasn't he? He was my offensive coordinator in high school. Yep. Really? Yeah. Jeez, dude, you're old. I know. (laughs) Anyways. I'm going to throw in there. All right. Was he a nice guy or was he kind of a prick? Oh, he seemed nice. He was all right. We installed a pro-I system in high school, which led us to the state championship. Nobody else was playing it. They were all playing wishbone and beer and other more older style offenses. Pretty cool, dude. That was cool, man. Landry, let me tell you, there ain't a quarterback in NFL history that took a pounding from the purple people. (laughs) (laughs) Landry did. No, nobody did. Landry (laughs) is the... Number one guy for sacks. I bet you they sacked that guy over a hundred times. <laughs> he got he got beat to death every single game. Yeah, Golly, he looked like some bad behind game. the green door like Marilyn Chambers. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ted. All right, let's go. Last question. Head coaches. How many? How many do I got to name? Is, you get a point for every one. Oh, geez. Um, I can start naming them from about. Number eight on. No, number seven on. 61 on. So. I was 61. The 18 coaches since 1961. Golly. Um, Respect the process. So, yeah. (laughs) Patricia's the newest guy. Before that was Caldwell. That's Uh, right. uh, Let's see. Wayne Foss, my all-time favorite Lions coach. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love Wayne Fonts. He was awesome. Um, and has no, Wayne Fonts has 88. Steve Mariucci had a cup of coffee with the Lions for a few years. That's, I'm going to get you four. Well done. Um, Bobby Ross? Town drunk. That's right. Bobby Ross? That, uh, like you, 
Marty, it's morning wake in America again? Right. <laughs> hey, damn, Aaron's got six so far. Um, did I say Jim Caldwell already? Yes. Uh, Jim Schwartz? No, there's another one. You got the last three. You got the last three were Schwartz, Caldwell, and Maddie and Patricia. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. You know what's funny when I was making you know one of them. Chad, when I was making this list, there's a guy on it that was on the Bears list that you named. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh yeah. He was like uh Oh, uh, uh, Gerard, Dick Gerard. No, he was like, he got, he was the guy after, was it Mariucci got fired? Yes, it went Morning Wag, Mariucci, Geron. then you're only missing one guy, then you got the other three. So you've got almost the last seven guys in a row. You're just missing one, who was the number 15. This is the guy that came after Geron and before the Schwartz is with you. What was the year? Still oh, oh, oh. oh. Ah, uh, the dude that went winless. Uh, he's still coaching in the league. What is Marinelli, baby? Rob Marinelli. He's for uh, Dallas, isn't he? He's for Cowboys or something. Uh, he's somewhere. Yeah, he's he was always a good defense coordinator. He just um, wow, out of the last. Yeah, but why did they go winless? What was the problem? They had no talent. They were terrible. Well, <laughs> they were terrible. Why did they have no talent? Who was the GM? Oh, Matt Millen. Out of the last 11 Detroit coaches, the, the, the most recent 11 coaches, you've got 10 of them. Oh, really? Just one guy. And when you hear the name, you're going to bust oh, up. Oh, wait a minute. No. I know it. Because, oh, oh, he was a Michigan guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mama, Gary Moore, he was like the interim dude. That's right, Gary. Yes, yes, my God, dude, that's awesome! He but, coached one game or something. But Moeller was so was Moeller. Moeller was. Uh, he, he was was after, after he got fired for drunk driving at Michigan. After Bobby Roth, yeah, yeah. After he got fired for drunk driving, he became the linebacker coach for the Bengals. Leader of men. And from there, he got, there he got the Lions job because if you're if you're a Lions owner and you're looking at a DUI at Michigan and then coaching for the Bengals, well, of course that's the guy I want right on the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you got the last 11, dude. That is awesome. I mean, like, the Lions, I mean, they've had memorable coaches. And I've always not hated, I mean, like, I can't remember. Fonts is the one guy I remember. I know that they had an old guy, like, Oh, look out one mulligan if you can come up with any more names. No, I, I, like Schmidt, I think, or Ham, or like a beer. Joe Schmidt. Like in the early 70s. Schmidt but then, then they went. Joe Schmidt. Joe Schmidt. Okay, Schmidt. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. And then they, they went, they, they like, fired like a bunch of guys in the 70s. They had like a new coach every year. Joe Schmidt. Who's in some What's movies? That? A couple football movies, Joe Schmidt. Was he really? A football coach. That's how I remember. Plus, I'm from Michigan, so I remember my dad yelling. Fuck Joe Schmidt all the time. So I remember that. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Damn. It's the that, best you've done for the coaches. And add that to the other points he's generated. 
He's got the only one. The only one I knew on this list that you didn't get was number seven, Monty Clark. He was. I remember him coaching the the Lions back in the seventies. The guy that used to coach the 49ers. I remember Monty Clark started with. He was with the Lions before the 49ers. Didn't he have like a Jimmy Jones kind of hairstyle before Jimmy Jones did? Yes, dude. Yeah, he had the Jimmy Jones hairstyle. That's right. The rest, yep. of the guys you don't know, they're not even worth mentioning. It's a yeah. waste of air. Damn, that's good, dude. Eleven. She got eleven. Let's see what your total is. It's eleven. 15, 18, 19, plus 5 is 24. All right, next week I'm going to have a bunch of fucking Bubba Baker questions for you. <laughs> yeah, I got to study my 80s Vikings. That's just not, ooh, not a good era for me. It was kind of weird when I was putting together this trivia thing. I was thinking, you know, for divisional games, we've had classic games against the Bears. We've had some real classic games against that team from Wisconsin. We haven't really had a lot of classic games against the Lions. Yes, you know, once the, it, the Lions are only good once a decade. But we haven't had a real classic game that went back and forth that we all really remember off the top of my – I can't really remember a lot of Lions games. I remember one uh, 10 years ago when they missed the extra point and we won the game because they flopped the extra point. I remember that, but there wasn't really a lot of – like the right. Bears, we got the Peyton game. We got the Harbaugh getting yelled out of the sideline game. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's not really a lot of them, though. Well, There's, there was Barry Sanders, I remember, running against the Vikings. Yeah. Sanders had some good games against the Vikings. I remember Dan Orlovsky running out of the back of the end zone. In like yes! A, in like With a 10 Jared Allen going, ah! announced to everybody that before we went on the air, Ted actually guessed a question that I had on my list by just screwing around. Um, he said something about George Plimpton in the uh, in the movie. What's the movie? Now it's on Paper, number on Paper Lion. The Paper movie Lion, Paper yeah. Lion. And I had one of the questions on my list was who played George Plimpton in the movie Paper Lion, and Ted guessed Alan Alda. So in, in all actuality, he probably got twenty five instead of twenty four. <laughs> so that was excellent. You got kind of ripped out of that one, but uh, oh, you did a great job. You're really good at this trivia. <clears throat> I like trivia, I, I, and I love I love sports trivia. Well, I try to come back since I can, bro. I love good. that we add Vikings history for the people to view this to enrich their fandom. And this has got Ted studying. It's got me studying. You're obviously into it, and it helps to show what a rich history the Minnesota Vikings have. And I thank you, Drew, for that. Because it's fantastic and it adds so much to the show. I think everybody should be involved in the history of the Vikings. I tell a lot of the younger people, like the people in the group and stuff that talk about, like Sebastian, he'll sometimes message me and I, he says, I want, you know, what would, what should I learn as a young fan or something? What would I I'm not really learn about? Learn, learn about the history of the Vikings. Yeah. Study older guys like Tony Bell does. There's a lot of interesting stories with Ed White and all these guys, man. It's, it's a treasure trove of Storyland. And so, not, what I love it. Ziggy Wolf and Ziggy and Mark both embrace the previous Vikings and they bring them into the the organization. And that is just, it builds the family. It builds a team that you want to root for, right? And that, that to me, it adds so much to being a Minnesota Vikings fan. I'm glad yeah, I like, allow me. What, go ahead. What's that? I'm glad you guys allowed me to do the, the old stuff. I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. 
We all appreciate the history of the Vikings. But I just can't believe I, how much Ted remembers. I killed dude, brain cells for most of the decades. Dude, dude I, I was a sports growing up in, in the 70s. Like, it, like the 80s, 80s, I'm not really good at because um, I, I sort of started getting a little bit interested in girls and stuff. And then I moved away, and I didn't have the, the constant access to football like you do with, with the Internet and technology now. I, and Sunday ticket. Yeah, and, and, you don't have it. And – and the Vikings, quite frankly, were, were pretty bad. And I and I started playing football myself, and I had so much of my spare time was taken up, you know, practicing and studying and all that kind of stuff with school and all that. So speaking of pretty I, bad, yeah. Hey, oh yeah, Mark, <laughs> I got a request since I yeah. put the big trivia package. Can I get a Don Glover story for my night? Possibly. Yeah. Football, maybe one where you came home late and yelled at you. That'd be kind of funny. Or so, where you're you in the car. You want to hear about the time I wanted to join the Marine Corps? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we can end this show right. The only way to end it right is with a Don Glover story. I, I'm I'm 17 years old, and I've decided I want to join the Marine Corps. I go down and recruiter and all that other good stuff. And I tie, and, and the Marine Corps is is a he's this this burly chested dude straight out of Central Casting, six three six four, V cut, just this monstrously big guy. My dad is five four. 140 pounds, maybe dripping wet, maybe. And so I, I go, we had a parent-teacher conference or something. I didn't have to go to school. So I, I went down and, and saw the recruiter and and, uh, and got all the information. And, and he said, hey, look, you know, you're 17. Uh, so you'll need one of your parents to sign for you to be able to go in <clears throat> after high school to go to basic training and all this other stuff. I'm like, and and the guy said, and, and if, you, if it'd be, Better I could come out and meet your father and, and, you know, kind of discuss everything and all that. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go home and I sit down and, and my dad's sitting there in his chair drinking a beer. I'm like, dad, I want to join the Marine Corps. And I remember he put his beer down and he put his paper down and he just had a full and he says, oh, really? <laughs> you do, do you? I'm like, yeah, I want to be a Marine. Um, and so, so I kind of, so he's, he let me explain the whole spiel, what I wanted to do. And, and he, I finished, he's like, so is, is that everything? Is that it? And I said, well, and, and he'd be willing, you know, the, the recruiter would be willing to come out and, and talk to you here at the house. And he just kind of shook his head. <laughs> he kind of leaned, he leaned forward in his chair. He said, let, let me tell you something. I, I will, under, under no circumstances, will I sign any paperwork to let you go to the United States Marine Corps. Now, when you're 18, you can do whatever you want, and I can't stop you. But I'm telling you right now, I ain't signing those papers. So you know, Dragon's beer, and I said, "But Dad, the, the guy will will come out and he'll talk." And he put his hand up, and he said, "If that son of a bitch comes to my house, I'm gonna throw him out on his ass." <laughs> and I kind of I kind of stepped back for a minute, and I thought to myself. Uh... I, I firmly believe my father would have kicked that dude's rear end. I really do. <laughs> my dad was a wiry fellow back in the day. Um, so, so I kind of had a fit, and we kind of got into an argument. And, and he sort of ended. He said, look, I don't know when this day will come, but someday, someday you're going to pull me aside and you're going to say, hey, Dad, you remember when I was 17 and I wanted to join the Marine Corps and I told you no? And you thought I was the worst parent in the world? You're going to thank me. You're going to say thanks, Pop, 
because that would have been the dumbest thing I could have ever done. He was a little bit more colorful. That's the dumbest thing I could have ever done. And I'm not lying. It was less than two years later. We were at a Christmas party. I was home on leave. I ended up, went to Ohio State, joined the Air Force long story. And, and I came home, and, and we were both having a beer, and I, and I looked over at him. I said, hey, Dad. And he, he kind of knew. I don't know why, but he knew it was going to go on. He's like, what? I said, you remember when I wanted to join the Marine Corps, and you told me no? And he started laughing. He's like, yeah, I'll never forget that. Why? You got something to say to me? Yeah, thanks for not letting me join. <laughs> so that's my Don Glover story for the week. Excellent. Thank you very much. Oh, the Don Glover, Don Glover stories. Are, it's well worth doing the show every week just to hear those stories. <laughs> that's beautiful, dude. Yeah. With that, we're going to wrap this up. Any last words, Drew? Meow, meow, Viking cow. I will see you cats on the flip-flop later. <laughs> That's baby. I'll see you Sunday, and then I'll see you guys in Miami. Super Bowl, homeboy. Skull Viking. Pop it to Dope Stop. Pop it to the Dang Dang. Look at that. Look at the beat.